Why wait until Friday to start your weekend? Go ahead, start right now. You're thirsty now, and 93.7 The Ticket is here to help you stock up. Just in time for the weekend when I like to hit the clubs. Time to broaden your horizons and try some new wine and beer. It's Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer from Meyer's Cork and Bottle. Just like cracking knuckles. <laughs> Let's try this one. Strick, what's going on, buddy? Mark, you got him dialed in. Got, Are we doing this again? There he is. There he is. He's I got something. You got a little GT. What's up? Thirsty Thursday. Huh? What, what's in the glass, buddy? Do you really want to know? Uh, <laughs> if I didn't, if I didn't want to know, I wouldn't have asked. A little tequila. Tequila. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. No lime. I've noticed no lime there. Hey, when you drink the good stuff, Never you don't lime. need the lime. Oh, there you go. This is Thirsty Thursday here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. We do it every Thursday with Uncle Kev. Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle coming in, pouring us some good stuff that we can try. And then you got to guys got to go out to Kevin Meyer's, or excuse me, to Meyer's Cork and Bottle and try it yourself. We've got uh, Nate in here from the Ticket Water Cooler and, of course, uh, Nick Saner in as well. Uh, Kevin, what are, what are we starting with today? Well, I no, think before we, Kevin, but oh, yeah, before go ahead, go ahead. started, <laughs> because there was a slight hiatus, being that football is on the way, I didn't want y'all to forget on the block that we haven't forgot about you. Next week, we're going to have Strix Picks. Be oh, ready that's right. when oh. we come back with Strix Picks next week, because that's when you're definitely going to want to tap in right here on the block with us and Kevin Meyer and Meyer's Cork and Bottle. Absolutely. Strix Picks coming next week. Okay. Sorry, Kevin. Nice plug, The buddy. block is hot, Strick. The block is hot. Coming in hot. So I think I'll be in hot just next week, too, so I'm getting all the Strix Picks ready for next week. All right. Well, we're going to start with the wine today, and uh, it is from the Rhone Valley in France, which is the southeastern part of the country. And it is a rosé because it's hotter than Hell's Front Porch outside. <laughs> and uh, and basically, it's a, almost a white wine and a red wine combo, where it's essentially a white wine made out of red grapes. And when they do the crush, they don't allow the skins to stay in contact. So that's a process called maceration. And so a rosé has a lack of maceration. And when those skins stay in, in contact, that's what makes a wine red. So it turns it... Um, or excuse me, it tints it with the uh, with the color from the skins, and also adds what's called tannin, which is essentially the wine structure, the wine's backbone. Well, what they do with this is that they crush the grapes. the 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 juice only allows, or they only allow a little bit of of skin contact, and then the skins are removed, making a a lightly pink wine. Mm. And uh, and then you chill it and and drink it cold, and it is the best hot weather wine, in my opinion. Just super light. You get sort of these fresh strawberry notes. It's not sweet, but it doesn't pucker you dry either. And the colder, the better. Um, and uh, I, I just figured uh, it would be a great time to have that because we're not ready to b- quite will fall into existence. Although football, I, I can't wait for, but not really quite ready for the Oktoberfest and whatnot, which is that's the fall beer right there. Well, Bach disagrees. He says that football is back. Also, I'm glad that you're bringing in the patio pounders, Kevin, because this is going to be right. I'm going on vacation next week, so nice. I'm going to have to get me some more patio pounders. Where are you headed? Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. So right, definitely yeah. going to need some patio pounders. <laughs> Talk about Hell's Front Porch. Yeah, I you're going to need some cold rosé. this has always been my comeback to that. It's a lot cheaper. 
because no one wants to go to Phoenix in August. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's why you're going. Exactly. It, it does cool down quite a bit at night, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then mm-hmm. we're going on like a sunrise hike, so that'll be pretty fun, too. So, yeah, yeah it'll be a good time. There you go. As long as we can find a pool and some patio pounders. Oh, there will right. be plenty of pools down in Phoenix. It's a necessity. And wear some pounders. boots because, you know, they got they got rats, rattlesnakes. I would love, as long as Nathan stays healthy, I would love to see him come back with a rattlesnake bite. <laughs> yeah, bring a rattlesnake back. Bring it on the plane. No, that, that would be yeah, sweet. Yeah, wear some jeans. Station pet. Station pet. There you go. There we go. I I just I don't do snakes, man. I You know I, what I no. You know I'm, what I learned, Kev? Yeah. Kev. Um I had a friend out there and I learned that neighborhood families sometimes get together and do something like called they call it scorpion scorpion uh hunting or something and they, there's a name they call it, <laughs> but they take these, you know, those, those the like glow in the dark type, like, uh, uh, flashlights. Right. And they walk around at night because I guess scorpions glow in the dark or something with, with this light on. Oh, them. so like it's night and vision, they, like infrared or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so they go around and they, they kill them. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great story, Strix. <laughs> <laughs> This you, is you should a try neighborhood that, watch group. That, what kind of group? Is, <laughs> yes, they get together. A group of families all in different neighborhoods. They go scorpion hunting. <laughs> that sounds kind of cool, actually. I think. I <laughs> Maybe we're, we should go do that. <laughs> It'd be a fun Maybe activity. I'll do that in Phoenix. I'll bring back a scorpion. Well, it's not like you can kill all the scorpions, though, so I don't know what. I don't. Maybe. I don't know. Give it a shot. I don't know what to say. That was <laughs> quite an interesting segue. I, t- I will tell you a quick story, though. There was one time, uh, so my my family has a, a, a land, some land in the cabin in northern Colorado, and my brother lives in Colorado, so he's up there all the time. And him and his buddies, he's 54 years old, and him and his buddies have this annual trip that they go up there ever since high school. So going on, what, 40 years, something like that. And... Uh, and one year, they they uh, they killed a rattlesnake, and my brother was actually a chef at one time, uh, so they skinned it and ate it. Oh! <laughs> and I'm on. like, yeah, no, no, not doing that. So no. what about the barracuda that you what just caught? It tastes like chicken? Uh, I guess. I don't know. I suppose if you fry it up in enough stuff. But Season yeah, well, I did catch yeah. a barracuda last week. Yeah, what yeah. about that barracuda? Catch and release. Are you going to eat and release. it I, No, I, they, they're, so the barracuda have... Um, Something like a bacteria or a poison in them called cigatara. Oh. It'll make you sick. Okay. Now, the native mm-hmm. Bahamians eat them because, I don't know, either they've built up a tolerance or they have a special enzyme or something along those lines. And so they can eat them without getting sick. But gringos like me, uh, yeah. it, it put me in the hospital. So. <laughs> Are they called Bahamians? Bahamians? Bahamians. Yeah. Bahamians. Yeah. That's interesting. What's more Bahamas. dangerous, a barracuda or a piranha? Well, I'd probably say a piranha because, I mean, they're they're actually Aggressive. out there to try to eat you. Oh. Barracuda will only strike it if they feel threatened by you. So, uh, But they have some teeth, bro. I'm telling so, you. I was going to say, so explain this. Where were you, first of all? I was in the Bahamas. Okay, so you, you got a barracuda. Um, were you guys, you guys, I'm guessing it was like part of an organized, like, Oh no! Efficient. No, you no. guys just went out. Yeah, yeah. You ran a boat, and we and yeah. <laughs> really? He was yeah. the captain. I am the captain. He's the captain. Nice. I'm El Capitan. Wow, <laughs> Captain Kev. When I'm down there, I'm Captain Kev. When captain I'm here, I'm Kev. So, what what kind of what kind of bait do you use? So, well, I started watching these YouTube videos. <laughs> Uh, about how, yeah about um, uh, like r- your own saltwater rigs yeah and so what I'm going for is like wahoo or mahi mahi okay mm. 
but I caught a barracuda, and so I used something called a mahi candy, and it basically has this silver, like, bullet type of a head on it, and then this rubber grass skirt, and they come in green and orange and pink and purple Mm, and whatever else. And then you you string it with 100-pound monofilament, and you, you know, line the hook through it and crimp it, and... And then, uh, and then you troll with it at ten knots. Okay. And uh, and damn it, if I finally caught a <laughs> caught a fish. <laughs> and uh, it worked. Yeah, it worked. And you know, but since you can't eat them, I was like, well, I don't want to put it in the boat and risk getting bit because I mean they have some serious teeth. Yeah. Serious teeth. And uh, but it was pretty fun. I posted the video on Facebook, and my wife's just dropping f bombs, and, <laughs> and she was really fu- she wasn't trying to be funny. She this that was she was just that excited because. I've drug her behind around that, you know, body of water for hours and hours and yeah. hours and haven't caught anything. And um, we finally caught a fish. So she was pretty excited. So go. no, so no mahi mahi. No mahi mahi. Beautiful yeah. fish. Beautiful fish. Mahi mahi. Really and and they're too. delicious. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the wahoo are delicious too. And those are pretty cool. Um, and so still working on that, but, uh, you have to go out quite a ways in order to get deep enough and, and it just takes a while, but yeah, we rent a boat, take a day and gotcha. putz around, go Island hopping, do some booze and do some snorkeling. It's a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we, we did get a little bit away from the Rosie though. <laughs> yeah, we did. More yeah, sorry. Sorry. So uh, it, all started, it, all, it all started cause Strick was talking about killing scorpions. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I think that tequila is getting to you, Strick. <laughs> blame it on Strick. <laughs> that we should make a T-shirt that just says "Blame it on Stricky." Yeah. Blame it on Stricky. Yeah. yeah. So uh, with this my is... hands like this. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's uh, what we're drinking is a rosé patio pounder from uh, the Rhone nice. Valley in France. It's called Le Dauphin, and uh, it is uh, mostly rosé of Grenache, and uh, and doesn't have skin maceration in order to make a red wine so it's light crisp pink and uh, easy to drink yeah let's move on let's do <laughs> <laughs> no more we've only got dog. so much time right. uh you. and this looks this looks interesting for our beer of choice here so Ooh. today believe it or not is national ipa day and uh ipa stands for india pale ale and how the uh, terminology came about was that the merchant ships in great britain would travel to india and they would trade for spices and tapestries and things of that nature and uh, the trouble was their beer would always spoil because they didn't have, you know, proper like sanitized glass and things yeah. like that to bottle it with. And uh, so it was like in wooden kegs and, and, and so it would get bacteria and spoil. And so there was this one brewery along this path in, um, in England that they did this special process of adding dry hops at the end of the fermentation in order to up the alcohol content. And it upped it just enough to kill off the bacteria so the beer would actually make the trip so it was a pale ale uh that would make the trip to india hence the term ipa or india pale ale and uh, today is national ipa day so we're drinking one from drecker brewing out of fargo north dakota and uh it's called pizza toots believe it or not (laughs) pizza toots ipa and uh you know we've all had those, so uh, let's uh, let's give that a shot. See what you think. Happy holidays! Yeah, there we go. Happy holidays! Happy pizza toots! <laughs> oh, that is good. You can tell definitely. You always taste an IPA right away. Yeah, it's that dry hop. So it's that bitterness. Yeah, and basically they take the the hops are pelletized. So uh, basically they're sort of shredded, um, and then they are compacted into little pellets, and it kind of looks like rabbit food. Um, huh. and, uh, and then they put them in at the end of the boil 
uh, and it adds that bitterness. And, and the bitterness comes from a, uh, uh, basically, it's like a flower stamen within the, um, the hop, and it's called a lupulin gland. And they're yellow and they're sticky, gotcha. and that's that sort of citrusy bitterness that you get. But different types of hops will have different types of flavors and add different types of components to your beer. And uh, this one is good. A lot of times they're, with these uh, sort of specialty one-off beers, they pump it full of lactose which is basically milk sugar, and it makes it too sweet. This one has that nice amount of bitterness to it. But I will say IPAs are an acquired taste. So, um, you know, it's not something that you would just, like, jump into right away. It's something that you you sort of have to try a few over and over again before you actually acquire that taste. And once you find that one that clicks, then that's going to be your gateway IPA, and uh, and then uh, then you're sort of hooked for life. Well, let me ask you this then, Kevin, because this is kind of what worked for me, obviously. 24 years old, still kind of figuring out how just I like IPAs and all that. Yeah, but I started with uh, pale ales. So I started yeah. drinking pale ales and then kind of filtered into IPAs. Now, I love IPAs there. One of my favorites. And, and basically, there's really no rule that says that – uh, a pale ale can't be called an IPA or vice versa. Right. But the general rule of thumb is that an IPA is going to be a little bit higher in alcohol vo- by volume, ABV, uh, than a pale ale, and also going to be a little bit more intensely hopped than mm-hmm. a pale ale. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you can have a light IPA and you can have a really hoppy, bitter, just regular pale ale. Yeah. Um, it's just sort of what the brewer intends to portray in terms of the beer they're making. And this one, to me, I think is true to form. So you get a little bit of that citrusy, juicy quality, but you get the real like resiny bitterness yeah. of, a, of a true IPA. And uh, I think it's damn good beer. And it's called Pizza yeah. Toots. So why not? <laughs> and it's got a picture of a cartoon pizza jumping under a rainbow, which you can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> is there That's any awesome. reason why uh, today's IPA day or just you got to pick a day? You know, I, I didn't pick it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, every, every day. day is IPA day. Well, and happy day, holidays, Kevin. That's the thank you. <laughs> you know, basically for me, IPA days like Hanukkah last like, you know, 14 days or something. <laughs> like that. Um, it's just one of those things that every day is a national something day yeah, anyway, well, because of the Internet. Thank you. And uh, and so today happens to be a national IPA day. And so I thought it, uh, you know, important to uh, drink one on the air. And the funny thing about beer is that. these breweries are coming up with new beers like virtually every week and there's thousands and thousands and thousands of them and so you have to name your beer something completely esoteric and off the wall otherwise the name has already been used and so they're like what can we call this beer because we can't call it something regular it has to be something weird and so pizza toots it is (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't you love to be in the room they're marketing you what do you want to call this i i don't know what do you want to call it let's go with this yeah Yeah, i can't imagine maybe that was one of the uh the ideas they thought that would be a joke and then someone someone ran away with it yeah i like that yeah like uh excuse me i need to leave the room for a second i've got the pizza toots (laughs) yes that's that's what we're gonna call it it. end of meeting (laughs) uh what do we got uh, at myers cork and bottle we got any anything coming up well what's crazy is that so we're already starting to see some of the fall seasonals come in so we're we're starting to see some Oktoberfest. We're starting to see pumpkin beers. Oh, um, I'm excited because this go. will be my first Oktoberfest in fall. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, nice. I'm actually quite excited for this fall. So Oktoberfest beers are more commonly called a Martzen. And they're sort of a light amber, generally between 5 and 6%. Enough carameliness to give it body, but not enough to like really weigh you down. Mm. And it's the perfect fall beer. And, you know, fall means football. And so to oh, me, yeah. like... Oktoberfest and football and beer all just kind of go together tailgating and, and awesome. it's just uh, it, I just can't wait. 
No, Plus, isn't. I'm tired of it being 100 degrees. So. <laughs> well, I need to get used to that next week. Isn't Oktoberfest in September? No, it's actually in October. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was in September. I don't know. The uh, So how it started was King, or I guess he was Prince Ludwig at the time, got married, and they invited the uh, entire city of Munich. This happened in the 1800s, or no, uh, 1600s. And they invited the entire city of Munich to the wedding, and they had this week-long celebration, and they had a special beer made specifically for the wedding. And uh, and so nice. that, hence the tradition became Oktoberfest. That's right. awesome. Yeah. See, we always learn Where to something. get ready for that. What yeah. uh, do each of these run at the store? So this is called Le Dauphin. It's a Cote de Rhone Rosé. They go for 19 bucks. Oh, jeez. And then this is Drecker Pizza Toots. I believe these go for like three seventy a beer, or okay. you can get them in four packs, too. 16-ounce cans. Really, yeah. really solid. Not too bad. Plus a fun-looking can uh, there for those of you playing at home. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Pizza Toots. There we go. Plus that's it's fun to say. It is fun. It's uh, and, and a great time, as always, on Thirsty Thursdays with Kevin Meyer jumping in from Meyer's Cork and Bottle. Thanks you once again, Kevin. Appreciate it, fellas. All right, there he goes. We'll take a quick break here on the block. When we come back, it's time for Shootout with Strick, your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Give us a call right now, 402-464-5685. First person in line gets to play. We'll do that next. Shootout with Strick on the block. Coming up next on 93.7 The Ticket.